This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. The title of this episode is Only Bidet North of 60. Only Bidet North of 60. It was in the house when we moved in. I tried it once or twice, but that was it. Some of the European guests at our bed and breakfast have used it on occasion, and it is the object of some curiosity for Canadian friends and visitors. A bidet is not a common fixture in Canadian bathrooms. Certainly not in Yukon, anyway. My husband Chuck and I jokingly refer to it as the only bidet north of 60. But most of the time, it remains unused. Unused, anyway, until last month. It all started with Pamela McPherson, who has lived at the corner since day one. She knows everyone and everything. She arrived rather self-consciously one day and wanted to talk about the bidet. She started with the story of its origin. The builder and original owner of the house was a German man who had come to Whitehorse and married a born and raised Yukon woman. Together they had bought the lot on Walnut Crescent when our part of Porter Creek was opened up to development more than 25 years ago. When they got around to building the house, however, their relationship was kaput. Pamela didn't quite know why. The husband decided he would include every possible luxury in the house in an attempt to mollify his unhappy bride. By the time the house was completed, the relationship had degenerated to the point where everything the husband did was wrong in the eyes of the wife. The marble shower was a waste of money. The central vacuum system made too much noise. The wall-to-wall carpeting in the bedrooms would get dirty too easily, yet the real hardwood floor in the living room was too cold. However, it was the bidet that became the focus of the wife's anger and a symbol of everything that was wrong with their relationship. It was an even bigger waste of money than the marble shower because nobody would ever use it, certainly not the wife. Uh, But when she did try it, water squirted all over the ceiling and she was sure their friends would ridicule them for having such an un-Yukon-like cultural anachronism in the house. Just the idea that her husband would even think that she would use the bidet showed how much he didn't understand her, didn't understand Yukon, and didn't understand Western civilization in general. The fact that he had actually installed one in their bathroom was proof that he was an insensitive boor. The couple divorced soon after the house was completed. The husband was devastated and returned to Germany. The wife still lived in Whitehorse, and often volunteered at the art center. The house was sold to the couple who eventually sold it to us when Chuck and I moved to Whitehorse. That was before we had Alex. After the unexpected preamble of the bidet story, Pamela finally got to the reason for her visit. As she sat at the kitchen table drinking her tea, she told how her daughter, Becky, now living in France, was getting serious about a young man who came from a very good family. Pamela and her husband Dave had been invited to spend two weeks with the family in their villa in the south of France. And I'm sure they have bidets in all the bathrooms there, said Pamela in a rush. That's the way they do things, you know, the French. Pamela had never actually been to Europe before. So I don't want to embarrass myself, you know, by flooding the bathroom or scalding myself or or whatever. 
So I was wondering, wondering if I could borrow your bathroom and, well, like practice using your bidet before I go so I know what to do when I get to France. It's really important to make a good impression on Pierre's family. And I wouldn't want to do anything stupid that would make them think that Becky comes from a family of hillbillies or anything like that. Because I didn't want anyone in France to suspect that Yukoners might be hillbillies, I showed Pamela the basic operation of the bidet and left her to it. She emerged triumphant from the bathroom about 20 minutes later. Well, that was, um, well, quite interesting, she said. The ceiling was dry and I assumed she hadn't scalded herself. But that was only the start. Lily from down the street came by the next week and she wanted to use the bidet too. Her natural health practitioner had advised her to have an enema from time to time and she wondered if using a bidet would be simpler than the conventional method. So I let her try it too. But I gather she was less successful than Pamela because after three visits, she never mentioned the bidet again. This sudden increase in the use of the bidet piqued the interest of Alex, our six-year-old daughter. After squirting herself in the face the first time, she learned how to adjust the controls properly and discovered that the bidet was ideal for washing her paintbrushes. I can't believe I never knew about this before, she said after she and Megan, her school friend, finished cleaning up after a marathon mural painting exercise one rainy Saturday afternoon. Joseph Glatt's enthusiasm for the bidet was more muted. He discreetly approached Chuck, and they arranged that he would use it when I was out of the house. He's sort of embarrassed about it, said Chuck, when he explained the situation to me. You see, Joseph has hemorrhoids and read on the internet that using a bidet would help. He just wants to try it to see if they should have one installed at their place. So the bidet went from little-used curiosity to being quite busy, all in the space of a month. Over the years, I'd become quite immune to surprise over synchronicity and took this sudden wash of interest in the bidet all in stride. I wasn't all that startled then when the subject came up once again in conversation with our B&B guests. Heinz was a pleasant middle-aged European, tall and blonde with piercing blue eyes. He arrived on a honeymoon, quite in love with his much younger wife, Petra, on the Condor flight one weekend. As we sat around the breakfast table the first morning making small talk, Heinz quietly asked, Does your bidet get used very much? There are not many of them in Canada. Why, yes, I replied. Lately, it has seen a lot of use. I'm so very glad, replied Heinz warmly. I found the interchange a bit odd, but shrugged it off. And then, three minutes later, Pamela McPherson dropped in to see if she could borrow our dandelion puller. When she saw our B&B guests, her jaw dropped. She grabbed the man's hand and shook it enthusiastically. Heinz, she said, welcome back to Whitehorse. Turning to Chuck and me, she said, Heinz was the one who built your house. I meet Heinz's ex-wife at the Arts Center from time to time. She always looks unhappy. I have never told her that I am the current owner of the only bidet north of 60. I wonder what this poor woman will do if she ever suffers from hemorrhoids or dirty paintbrushes. And I'm sure that if she has to rush off to an important social occasion in the south of France, everybody will know she's a hillbilly. Well, a hillbilly who doesn't know squat. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit 
are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmit.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.